Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I am your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the MVP veteran, the McDonald's All-American, your host, Marcus Liberty on the line. What's up, big Marcus? What's up, man? What's up, my beautiful people? Just chilling, man, you know. Yeah, man, I just had to get that little house music in there right there. <laughs> <laughs> you had me geek from last time, man. So, yeah, man, it was a one five, um, one long weekend. The weekend was pretty damn long. What'd you say, bro? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had uh, Mother's Day, of course, you know, which was yesterday. And, it snuck up on us, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's because a lot of people, we ain't moving that much, you know, so we all, you know, staying in the house as much as possible and so it, it kind of makes it a little harder right know, for us to to get out but uh other than that man it's all good i'm about to go live but we'll be probably be on um all chicago channel yeah all good all good well man we had a a, a fun field weekend yeah, you know we on all ball Chicago. We up live right now. I'm with my man, the host Marcus Liberty. I'm your co-host. We want to talk about this fun field weekend. We want to start with the last dance, Michael Jordan episodes. What was it? Eight and nine, uh, six and seven, whichever one it was. Michael, I love you, bro. I'm telling you, man. Me and my son sat and watched it. And JJ, my son Jordan, I named him after you, bro. So. Me and Jordan, Jordan just keep looking back at me like, this dude is the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta respect that though, uh, Bob. The man, uh, I know some people don't don't like, you know, some of the things that he done he did, you know, especially amongst his towards his teammates. But man, I I I'm just gonna say I think that came from um him being cut. Uh, at an early age from uh, high school, and and it kind of I think it probably embarrassed him a little bit, and he I think he like I'm not gonna never get embarrassed. I'm always gonna be two three steps ahead of the curve. Meaning, um, if somebody even think about putting anything negative or comparing anybody to me, I'm, I'm gonna shut it down quickly because I put the work in, and I think that's what we seeing you know and listening to uh, the last dance man and this. It's off the change, man. Let's just listening to you know the things that he's saying. So you saying you think when he got cut as a sophomore, and that whole summer he had to that whole year he had to play sophomore JV, he was pissed. And I I, I can't think of nothing really else, Bob, that that can actually trigger. I mean, it's the other things that got you know went on in his life that you know helped help motivate him, like his dad, of course. You know, his father mm-hmm. motivated him, but I think that coach, you know, actually, you know, lit a fire inside of him. And I think that fire never burned out. You know, that fire just kept growing and growing. And and you saw it on every level. I mean, you know, college, you know, he hit the game winning shot and then people started talking about him. And then he's like, I want to be the best. You know, I, I couldn't quit early because we had two championships. I needed to get three championships for Chicago. I mean, all those things like motivated him, man, to be who he is. And, and it showed, man, I tell you, um, 
to to watch him say, uh, you know, if people couldn't handle the way that he performed every day in practice, it's because they wasn't used to to winning. What did you take from that, Ned? Repeat that again, Bob. I was. I was he said. He said. Uh, you know, if people don't like the way that he competed, it's the only reason they don't like it is because they're not used to winning. Right. Remember, you know, and he was yeah, just like. I, I mean, you actually have to play some kind of sport. And most sports, you know, brings out the competitiveness in you uh, that make you want to be the best or, you know, win championships, win ball games. And the only way you can do that, you have to push yourself to the limit. You know, and I think Michael Jordan, pushed himself to the limit, but not only that, he wanted to push his teammates, you know, to mm -hmm. the limit, you know, to be on that, that level of him. I'm not saying talent wise, they had the same talent as Michael, but I think he pushed them, you know, to greatness, man. Yeah. I just listened to the, all the conversations and uh, listening to Horace Grant and BJ Armstrong and Scotty and, and Tony Kukoc, you know, they always just like, man, if it wasn't for him, we don't reach this point. Because they had a little time when he was off from basketball, remember? Yeah. So they know what it feel like, you know, to not have this dude. Because you needed him in the trenches, man. And BJ had number good stuff to say, man. Shout out to BJ. BJ beat him that one game. BJ was pumped up. They're like, what? And what about LeBradford Smith? Do you remember him? Did you yeah. ever play against LeBradford? LeBrafford came out the same year as me in 87. That's what I figured, yeah. Yeah, yeah. LeBrafford Smith was one of the best guards to come out of high school in 1987. Uh, but like I said, man, you you hear Michael talking about this now, of like how certain things just motivated him, you know, good game. If he didn't or did not say it, I don't know. But LeBrafford <laughs> Smith said, That's know, the thing, man. You know, so whatever it whatever it took to get Michael to to be that person to get something out of it, like, and then come back the next game and tell you what I'm gonna score in the first half, right? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's the goat, man. That's the goat. Hey, look, no more arguments for me, man. He the goat. Yeah, man. Because I can't understand how somebody could actually stay that motivated that much. You know, and LeBradford, he didn't mean no harm. And then they say Michael made the story up anyway. Yeah, that's what I said. He, <laughs> if he said it or if he didn't say it, I mean, he still went out and did what he said he was going to do, which was score 30-something points in the first half. Great. I think people underestimate 32 games, man. I mean, 82 game, 82-game season. And also, I'm trying to find the live stream. I can't find it, but I see it's live. So, yeah, I see uh, – I know people underestimate – playing 82 games, dude. That's a lot of basketball. So you have to be, a, you, you know, you got to ask yourself, how do, how am I going to stay motivated the entire season? And, and you know, pick up, you know, pick up a little tic-tac, you know, try to pick, find ways to motivate yourself. But one thing I realized I was watching, listening to his mom talk, and uh, she was just like, Michael's been used to, ever since high school, I think he broke through, he's been used to a lot of attention. He's been used to people following him around. He's been used to all of that. But if it wasn't for his early upbringing, uh, his parents telling him, you got to work for everything you want. Nope, we're not calling the school. Nope, we're not bailing you out. Nope. And I know I've been guilty of that as a parent. feeling like I need to come to my kid's rescue. And if there's one thing I learned from this live, I'm going to step back. 
You have to, man. You have to. Uh, it, I mean, as parents, we are here to guide our kids. We are here to help them become men one day. Um, and I think Michael Jordan, James Jordan's dad, uh, Michael Jordan's dad, James, did that for him. I mean, he he told him things, you know, like turn that negative into a positive. You know, it's, it's things like that that right. that I focused on a little bit when I was listening to it. Like, I had my parents doing the same thing, you know. Like, I can't come and save you. I, I, you have to figure out some of the things on your own. Uh, you got to know what's right, what's wrong. So I understood a lot of that stuff, man, growing up. And I think that's what helped me become who I am. And I'm pretty sure that's what helped Michael become who he is today. Um, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, man, when I when I hear all the backlash. To, because it's the only thing that we can talk about. Because, of course, the NBA is not here. So everybody's talking about it. So immediately after the show went off, they had a special on ESPN. And they were talking about Scottie Pippen not wanting to come in that game and how Michael called Doug, I mean, not Doug, but Phil Jackson and told him he don't think he's going to be able to live that down. When Tony Kukos came in and hit that last shot, Scotty didn't want to come in. I remember that game, man. I remember that game. And I, and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, why not let Scotty, you know, take that last shot because – you know, he was the one that's coming, you know, that next star, that next superstar for Chicago to be that, that, that man. But then listening to Phil Jackson of what he said was Tony Kukoc did that many a times for them, you know, winning games, last second shots. So right. I understood that. So, uh, but for Scotty not to go in, I mean, I think that the, the part that hurts it more than anything, you know, not that him, not that it was him taking the ball out of bounds, but actually not going into the game, you know, like, and, 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 and all the players let them know that, man, you let us down. You know, sad, man. It's sad. It's sad to say that, but I think, I think uh, Scotty learned his lesson and uh, then Scotty moved on from that, you know. I was uh, listening to the, the conversation they said they had in the locker room. Bill Cartwright said he had to stand up and tell, you know, tell Scotty, man, he was crying. I mean, it, this is the most I've seen grown men actually say they shed a tears. And people don't understand how serious you guys are at that level, Liv, about your craft. You know, I think the young guys think it's just pretty. I'm just pretty out here. Oh, dude, this man, is a not, job. You're not human if you don't cry, dude. I don't care who you are. You're not human mm -hmm. if you don't cry. I mean, we all have feelings. We are human beings. I mean, man, you want to win. When you win, you cry. When you lose, you cry. You know, and when you do, and when you do some things wrong, you cry. You know, right. so so right. I looked at that when I saw Bill Cartwright, and everybody's like, "Man, he cried." Yeah, he cried because he knew that he had to express himself in a way that it can get through to Scottie Pippen. Like, dude, you really let us down. You know, right. and he felt that in his heart that he had to, you know, let him know that. And if it took him to go to that level where the emotions got in, involved, then that's what Bill Cartwright let out. That's good he did that because he was the elder statesman. He was the oldest guy on the team. So that just showed a level of sincerity when he did that. Talk about Michael and uh, Steve Kerr's uh, spat. I didn't know that Steve Kerr stole on him in the chest. Yeah, just listening to that. I mean, but listen to all of the stuff that Michael was saying. Michael, Michael said he tested a lot of people just to see if they're ready to go to war with him. You right. know, so I think Michael respected or didn't expect Kerr to hit him back. 
you know, right. and, and, and then after he was no, 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 curse, curse stole on him in the chest. Yeah, because First. Mike was aggravating him because he was right. aggravating. Right. Know, so that's what I'm saying. Michael wasn't expecting him to hit him because he was aggravating, you know, Kerr pushing him and, right. and telling him, you know, you saw for whatever the words may have been. But Steve Kerr turned right. around we, and we said, know, We know what type of words he was using. Yeah, <laughs> Steve Kerr came around and said, you know what? I'm not going to let you just keep doing this to me. You know, and right. he hauled off and hit Michael in the chest. And Michael hauled off and hit him in the face. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, wow. And Michael felt bad about that afterwards, you know. Like, right. Like, I didn't hit the smallest guy on the damn team. Yeah. Michael, you was a bully at that point. <laughs> yeah, man. But Steve Kerr got him up off of him. like, dude, you're not finna keep just doing this, man. You're doing everybody else, man. We tired of you, Mike. But, I, you know, I, I when I look at it and I hear things like that, man, I think the coaches have to step up, man. I mean, I mean I'm not going to – I mean, I want Michael to push our team, his teammates. But when they get to a point where they're about to come to blows, uh, I don't think this is not. This is basketball, man. This is not boxing, you know. Uh, right. It shouldn't, it shouldn't come to you know some some physical confrontation. And I think when we saw that, you know, I think it it really enlightened a lot of people that man, it went to that level uh, to see if I'm really tough enough. I mean, everybody, you can't talk to everybody the same way. And I think Michael talked to everybody the same way. And some it worked and some it didn't work with, you know, some people you got to bring along slowly. Some people you got to go right at them and say, man, I need you right now. So I got to, I got to do this, this way, but everybody you can't talk to the same way, man. Well, he couldn't get it out of Burrell. He just kept trying to ask Burrell on Burrell. Like, I'm just a nice guy. I'm not doing that, Michael. <laughs> that's, what, that's my point. I mean, you can't, you can't go at someone you know, like you you would go to, with a Scotty, you know, like you probably can go at Scotty and say, come on, damn, Scotty, I need you to, you know, step it up. You try to do that with somebody like a Burrell and you right. screaming at him and, and, and all this and cursing, using profanity, he probably going to shut down and do the opposite. Yeah, right, right, right. you absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I think that, uh, you know, excuse me, when we was talking to Terry Cummins about that, how he was saying the coaches be letting that stuff get out of hand. You know, mm -hmm. they be sitting back watching what's happening. Right. And it, it hate, it, you know, you just hate for it to get to that point where somebody just got to found somebody, man. Right. But yeah, yeah. man, that, this documentary, man, is by far one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Oh, man, it had to be, life, man. You, you have to think about this, man. In our eyes, you know, especially as adults who watch Michael Jordan come into the league to watch Michael Jordan do the things that he was doing, and now to actually hear how he went through that process to be, you know, aggressive on his teammates, to be all on his teammates, to, to push them to the limit. I mean, he, he literally pushed them to the limit. You know, some he may have broken, you know, like he, he probably broke them down too, too much well, these guys didn't even want to get back up, you know, but then it was some that he like took to a whole nother level. I think without Michael pushing Scotty Pittman, it wouldn't be no Scotty Pittman the way we talk about a Scotty Pittman now. Right. Yeah. And um, like even the short season, the Bulls got to rolling hard, you know, when Michael left 
and they, you know, that was at that 94 season when Scotty was the MVP of the All-Star game, had a strong season, and they got cheated against uh, the New York Knicks. But when people finally was able to regroup and catch up to them, they knew, they know they needed that alpha dog, you know, because Scotty was a, a kind-hearted leader. Michael was a narcissistic-type leader, if I can use those words. Yeah. Narcissistic. Uh, <laughs> some people some people have that though bob i mean you know that it's me you know it's all me it's all about me and and michael had that at alpha dog that i think a lot of players wish they had i mean you got to think about it he won six championships man right i, I mean doing what he do just think about if michael would have just came in and just kept going all these you know, points that he was doing early on, not thinking about his teammates. You think he would have won all those championships? Right. I posed this question to somebody, though. And people didn't like it last night. And, you know, because they always comparing LeBron and, and, and Michael. And I'm going to keep it short, big bro. Okay, LeBron went, went to the finals nine straight times. Mike went six straight times. Mike won every time, right? But not one of those teams that Michael beat was what none of them were champions. LeBron ran up against a dynasty in San Antonio who won five titles and a dynasty in Golden State who went five straight times. They only lost to uh, Dallas Mavericks who was also loaded. You see what I'm saying? Like LeBron, those teams he lost to were dynasties. Michael never faced a dynasty. And when he did, it was on the back nine when they lost to the Lakers. Now I'm not taking any credibility for Mike's run, but well, what's, never the, what's, what's all the teams that Michael played against in the, uh, in, in the championship games, if you recall? I don't recall. Portland was good. Portland was, Portland was good. Portland was okay. good. Portland they were strong. Okay, they well. were strong. And they had T.P. Terry Porter. Okay, so then they turn around and they have – they play uh, Phoenix. Uh, first of all, they lose to the Lakers the first year with a, no, no Byron Scott, no James Worthy. Okay? okay, and I think my uh, Magic ended up pulling a hammy in that that series too. Okay, so they beat a, uh, a hampered Lakers team, and plus my Magic had been there eleven years in a row. He was on the back nine too. Okay, you go to you play Portland, you beat Portland. Portland was decent; they was tough. I think they lacked uh, something in the power forward spot. So then you go Phoenix, you beat Phoenix. You got Dan Marley, Jeff Hornacek, and John Stockton. Okay, but you cool. have Barkley though. Barkley was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, that's one person though. But Barkley's tough, but that's just one guy. That's a stone cold killer. Man, I, I disagree, dude. Michael, but they never some, won it either, though. Michael played against some dogs, man. but he never beat a champion. Well, he, I mean, you, you gotta, I mean, he kept winning. Mike he kept beat, winning. He, he know, beat Detroit, he beat Detroit, he beat it, Detroit. It's not Mike. It's not Mike's fault that the teams didn't step up. I mean, you know, right, uh, right. I think I think it's just different eras. You can't really try to compare the two. I mean, because mm. it was more physical back then when Michael was playing. Oh man, and was. we have to we have to throw that into a factor that you know you couldn't you you can hand check you can guide people you can guide people where you wanted them to go to whether you wanted them to go on the floor. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that in this era. So can you imagine no hand checking how? I ain't just talking about Michael Jordan. I'm just talking about right. players in general. Take, take it from Liv. Liv, you hear Liv say you guide people because Liv used to guide a bug too. Yeah, I mean you, you have to. That <laughs> that's how you. That's how. That's how you played back then. You know, right. so so it, it was no. It was no like a rocket science to, to the, the body contact and the and the pushing and shoving that was going on back then. Man, I played in that era. 
uh, where where it was physical, man. I mean, you had to you right. had to bring it every night. So in this era, it's more loosey goosey. I'm not gonna touch you, and if I touch you, it's a foul. You know, so so I'm not saying that they soft. I'm not saying that the players are soft. It's 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 the rules. That's it's what the, the rules. rules are. You know, it's the so, rules. So LeBron James, you know, he can get to the basket. He get fouls. You know, these players in this era can go to the basket. They get touched. It's a foul. You know, back right. then. You had to damn near beat up somebody, man, to get a foul. Back and then, I mean, you remember back then, they could have a fight break out and nobody get kicked out of the game. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just different basketball, man. I mean, it's still five It's still five on five. And you still got that 29.5 basketball that you're playing right. with. But it's a different rules, man. They change rules to, to suit the entertainment part of it. Think about it. Right. They did it in all sports, too. Yeah, man. I mean, so what will you? Th how do you think this is going to affect Mike's legacy? It's not. Was already written, man. It's, it's when you when you look at people's legacy, man. It's already written. I mean, Wilt Chamberlain was already written. I mean, do we talk about the girls and all the stuff that he did when they, you know, <laughs> sleeping around and all that? His legacy was what it is. I mean, it's already written. I mean, so you can't you can't knock Michael on the way he came about it you know, and, and how he pushed, you know, some of the players and, and some of the things he said. But in my book, man, that's what Michael felt that he had to do. You know? Do this change the landscape of basketball from here on out? Watching Michael? No. Okay. No, I don't think it's going to change anything because you have to have that in you to be that type of player, you know, and a lot of players don't have that. I think Michael was on a whole nother level as far as his mental, his mental side of the game was. And and I'm just looking at myself when I put myself in that, you know, in that situation that I just can't see myself chastising my players like that. That's just wasn't me. Your teammates? No, my teammates. I that just wasn't me, you know, that right. I could I couldn't do that. But I would lead by example. Now I would try to be the first one. Like I saw him being the first one in all the drills, running and all that. But I could just see myself going and trying to chastise another player or a teammate, you know, to to that level, you know, where it comes to some punching and all that. But that's so they, what made who, who he is today. Well, and a lot of a lot of people don't know because I read Mike's book. I got I got a lot of his books, so I, I read his stuff. And one good thing about it, his books are very detailed about his life and everything that he went he went through. And through in high school, he was very very deviant. I mean, he stayed in trouble. He was always in detention, and I forget to him about if you don't do better in school, Michael, and stop getting in trouble, we're gonna take you away from sports. And that was the turning point in that boy's life because sports was all he wanted because he didn't like school. You did you pick that up? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I heard it last night when it, when they said his dad said that that you know kept going to the office, coming up to the school. Michael kept getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael was, and his dad basically broke it down to him. And sometimes you have to break something down to kids and take something away from them and, and right. let them know that if I, I know you love sports, and if I take that away from you, you're done. You know, you're going to have to focus on school now and like really focus on, you know, getting your education and getting your butt right. Or you can go down the wrong path and get continue to get in trouble and end up locked up or, or hurting somebody and, and going to jail. Uh, right. or getting kicked out of school, or getting kicked out of school. And, and that's so, what he was on his way to, getting kicked out of school. Yeah, 
man. That's that's sad, man. That's sad that 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 a lot of people rather throw darts at Michael instead of getting something out of it. You know, like mm -hmm. I'm getting I'm getting things out of it. Like, man, if I had a son, you know, this is how I would approach him. You know, as well. You know, I would tell him I would give him some tough love, but I'm also let him know this could happen if you keep going down this same road, the same path. You know. Right. This the beauty of this thing too. Having sons, like I, of course, you know, I got five sons. My only one I've been really watching it with me is my oldest son, and for him to be able to witness this, and then, and and he was born in 1998, and that was the last dance. He was born in February, February 9th, 1998, and that was the last dance. And uh, we we just talk about it like Jay. Do you realize that was 22 years ago? You was born during that All Star game when Mike played Kobe and all that. He was like. Man, this is crazy, Dad. It's like, you know, because we didn't have that Wilt Chamberlain that we can go back and look at Wilt Chamberlain. All we hear is stories. We have you ever seen any video like of a, of a total Wilt Chamberlain game there? Right. Have you ever seen a full Wilt Chamberlain game? No, man. Uh, I haven't. I haven't seen. I only only thing I you know saw was I read about you know Wilt Chamberlain scoring a hundred points and how he was so dominant on on the rebounds and blocking shots, you know, but he was, he was a, he was a good basketball player. We can't take that away from him. Yeah. But we have to go by word of mouth because we definitely didn't see it. We definitely no. don't know. Like they said, my son, I'm like, dad, we don't believe that he had a hundred points in one game. Sure. It's a video. <laughs> I mean, no I believe, think about it. I believe it because Kobe Bryant scored 81. We saw that. And Kobe Bryant is six, six. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain is seven right. foot, th three, 280, 90 pounds, you know, a beast. So I can. I, 40, I, 42 inch vertical at I seven feet. It. I believe it. He hit the high jump. Me. He was an Olympian. I mean, yeah. You but, don't have uh, to show me. You don't have to show me. Lisa Leslie scored 100 points in high school. She sure did. You know, so. And, uh, did Reggie Miller's sister do that? I Cheryl think Miller? Cheryl Miller did it too. So. So yeah, man, I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with that. He didn't score 100 points. You know. I mean, Curtis Blow rapped about it, baby. Tell me where you in the joint tonight? Will Chamberlain scored 100 points. <laughs> That's crazy, man. But man, you know, this all ball, man. We, you know, we we love some hooping, and you know, we got to recap the world on all ball Chicago since. The last dance took place here in our city. So we get first dibs on that. Shout out to Michael Jordan and the whole cast, man. Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant. Only person I ain't seen is my man Craig Hodges, man. I just wonder why no Craig Hodges has been excited. Yeah, man. I don't I don't know Craig Hodges is a Chicago guy. You know, Craig Hodges was a hell of a shooter. I mean, he was part of some of those championships. Um I'm not going to go into some of the things that I've heard about Craig Hodges because I don't know, you know, Craig right. Hodges, if you out there, man, you want to come on our show and talk about, you know, uh, your life as a Chicago Bulls, you know, man, feel free to hit us up, man. We would love to have you and, and, and you can, you can express you some things to the listeners out there. I'm not going to say anything because I don't know. Can't so I can't, I can't, you don't know. Yeah, I can't comment on it. Can't speak on what you don't know. So, big bro, is there anything else we need to leave with the good people before we, man, check the gates, man, and you take off them shoes, man? 
Well, man, let's see what some of the uh, some of the people are saying. You know, on our timeline. I mean, we try to we try to talk about. Uh, you you got anything on your end? I I can't find the live stream at all. Oh, so you're not in the group. You got to be in the group, dude. How you not in the group? Uh, I'm in the group. You in the group? Hmm. Unless you set up another one. Yeah, man. But, yeah, I see Jimmy Red, my man, Jimmy Red. What's up? Hello, in Damon Porter, he says, that's because Mike hung around uh, Chicago ends, uh, I guess, to give him that that edge, you know, that Chicago edge, you know. He did, man. I think that's where he started to go crazy when he started hanging around the boys on the street. The boys in the hood is always hard. <laughs> but you know what, Michael, Michael was friends with a lot of people from Shot, man, like a lot of people that respected some of the guys he was hanging with. Tony McCoy, yeah, your boy man. Flip. They was Day -day. well respected. They was really, you know, uh, Day Day. Yeah, they was they was well respected, man, throughout Chicago, man, and 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 Rock, you know, on the West Side, you know, my mm -hmm. man Rock. It was it was a lot of dudes, man, that that showed him, you know, how Chicago rocks. You know, like a lot of people just can't come to Chicago, man, and think you could just roam the streets and do what you need to do. You right. gotta get you gotta you gotta know somebody, man. You gotta and get I with think, the right person, man. Yeah, man. So so uh and I think that's what happens with a lot of cats that get drafted, man, uh, by the Chicago Bulls and they think that Chicago's just a big, beautiful city and you can do your you know your thing. You go down the wrong street, man, something something can happen, you know. So you gotta make sure you connect with the right it can people. Very well. <laughs> you know. It definitely can happen, bro. And I think that's what happened with Michael, even when he was uh dating Juanita, who was from from the hunt, stay yeah. right by uh, across the street from Finger High School. So he used to hoop over there at Mount Vernon uh, at the park over there. And he just couldn't sit still. He was just one of them type of dudes, you know? Like, forget that, man, I'm going out. Man, I got the know, love of the game. You know what I would love to do, man, if we can make it happen? I would love to get uh, Michael's boys on, Marcus and Jeffrey. I, I would like to get them, you know, on, on our show, man, just to hear how it was growing up, you know, with a dad like a, a Michael Jordan, man. I, I would love to hear, you know, some of the comment. I mean, some of the conversations that he had, they had with their dad, man. So if you guys out down. there listening, yeah, if you guys out there listening, Marcus and, and Jeffrey, man, I mean, we'd love to get you on All Ball Chicago, man, and talk, you know, about growing up with the legendary, the GOAT, Michael Air Jordan. I know it's your dad. I know, I know it's your dad, but like, it's a little different, right? <laughs> oh, and he had a daughter too, right? There was a daughter named Jasmine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the daughter, she can come on. I mean, we. I just want to know, like, the, the the what some of the things that was like said, or did he say no? You guys don't have to play any sports. I got you. You good, you know? Or you know, did you want to try to you know play that sport? I mean, I I couldn't I couldn't imagine, you know following in, you know, somebody's footsteps, you know, like a Michael Jordan, you know, and I, that was my dad, you know, unless I really wanted to play and then I would want him to push me. But I don't know if they really wanted to play, you know, like that. I think they was doing it just to, you know, play probably. 
You know, I don't know if they really wanted to play and say, I want to go pro and, 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 and take my game. Because they all of them graduated, I think, from college. But they didn't – I don't think any of them played, you know, uh, pros in, over in Europe or anything. I don't, I don't think. It may, they may have, but I don't think they did. I think they yeah, got their degree. That's a blessing, though, man, to go to university. They both went to University of Central Florida, right? Well, one of them went to the University of Illinois, and then he transferred. He transferred to, I think Jeffrey, uh, he went to oh. he went to the University of Illinois, and then he went to uh, UCF to be with his brother, uh, the younger brother. So, yeah. Man. Oh. But I think they both, they, they knew that education was important for whatever they wanted to do after. Maybe they had a plan of what they wanted to do after, you know, college, which is which would start their own business. They businessmen. They they doing their thing, you know, in Chicago. Um, so big ups to them, man. Like they they doing their stuff on the business side. And Michael, you know, probably appreciate that because they probably helping Michael on some things. Man, hey, that's what your son's supposed to do. That's what your kids are put here for to carry on the legacy. Yeah, but I want to also let people know, man, we got a show coming up tomorrow. Um, make sure you share this and, and put it out there, man. Ronnie Fields, the great Ronnie Fields, will be joining us tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Central Time. And we're going to chop it up with him, man. And, and, and I thought Ronnie, Ronnie just didn't get his just due. I think we need to hear from him. And I think Ronnie's going to share some things with you guys to let you know. Um, coming out from that West Side Farragut High School, man, how tough it was, you know, playing with the likes of Kevin Garnett, uh, Michael Wright, you know, some great basketball players that came, you know, from Chicago, man. So make sure you tune in to that tomorrow. Shout out to Ronnie Fields. He had them boy. Man, they said that kid, they said that kid had a 50 some 51 inch vertical. Man, come on, man. one. That's what they say, man. 50. Ah, uh, 51. I mean, he's 6'3". So, woo. Wow. Yeah, man, jump out the gym, man. So he'll be with us uh, next, uh, I mean, this Tuesday, tomorrow. And then, man, guess, I'm, I'm trying to get Dorothy Gators. I'm, I'm, I've reached out to Dorothy Gators, and, and I think we're going to get her Saturday, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can get her Saturday for the coaches edition. That'd be huge, ball, man. Ball, man. So, That'd be huge, boy. Yeah, because we took this Saturday off, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we gonna we gonna try to get back on for Saturdays for for the coaches. Um and Dorothy Gators would be, you know, really I would be really honored to to sit down and chat talk to her, man, about her legacy. I mean, she's is already there, you know, she's a legend. We already know that. You know, so I just wanna talk to her. We wanna talk to her about some of the things of what she accomplished and how she got a lot of African American women, young ladies to to play this game of basketball and play it well and then go on to be successful in life. Dorothy yeah. Gators, let's go. Ronnie yeah. Fields, let's go. We all from running, man. Yeah, we had man. McMove last week. Boy, that dude was funny. Good Lord, I'll sit back and listen to some of that, man. That dude was funny, boy. TC, yeah. Rick Barry, Derek Coleman. Yeah, somebody asked me, did Isaiah coach uh, in Florida? Yep, uh, Isaiah did coach at a university here. I can't remember which one it was, but yes, he did. Big shout out to my man, Alan King. Yes, sir. That house music, baby. Uh, baby Odell Jackson. In the building. Odell Jackson says, yes, looking forward to the Rodney Field. Shout out to David Booth, man. I enjoyed that interview, man. 
Larry, Larry Patterson. Yes, this should be a good one. Yeah, man, we gonna we gonna actually give it to you, man, because that's what we all about, man. Uh, we trying to be positive, uh, let people, you know, especially our people who don't get the recognition that they deserve because of whatever may may have happened in their life. That a lot of people just don't give them the opportunity to actually share uh, their life, their their stop, their story, and drop some knowledge too to the next generation. I mean, Ronnie Field, I think, can help a lot of kids from Chicago because he lived it. You know, he lived in Chicago. He did a lot of great things uh, in high Definitely school. So I think it, it'll be great to hear from him because. I think he can touch some kids, man, and maybe we can guide some of our young generation in the right direction. Uh, absolutely right. Shout else? out to Coach Rob Cross on our Monday shout out. Coach Rob Cross for coming on the show. Rob Cross, yes, sir. Shout out to Sean Marion for coming on the show, man. Yeah, man. Just want yeah. to just remember, just let's send them some forget-me-nots. Let yeah. you know I, I still remember. Shout out to my man, Lenny McIntosh. Lynn Mack, that was my boy, boy. That boy there, that's my man, man, Lynn Mack. Shout Ralph, out to E.C. Hill. Ralph Moochie Williams, Alan King, Larry Peters, and Odell, Brandon Holt, Red, Jimmy Red, Brandon Hook. What is that, Howard? Howard and Jimmy Red, I said Jimmy Red, Ralph Rankin, Damian Porter, Fred Chavez, Joe McCarter, Johnny Willis, Fred, Fred Cleveland in the building, my man. Shout out to Fred Cleveland, the basketball dads. How y'all show going, good. fellas, man? Let us know, man. We let us know when it's coming on so we can give y'all a shout on there, man. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's beautiful, people. So I think, man, we talked a little bit. We talked about, you know, the last dance, you know, of what we thought, you know, and, and, and share some light on it, man, and Michael Jordan and, and the Chicago Bulls was our team. I mean, we we watched Michael when he first came in, a lot of us from Chicago, and we we really considered Michael our own, you know. And I think this documentary ain't gonna change anybody's thoughts, you know, about him. You know, it's because we saw the work he put in, you know. So to see him chastise his players and and and, and do some of those things, man, is not gonna change anything or anybody's opinion about him. You know, I'm pretty sure. There's some things that Kobe Bryant probably said to a lot of his teammates, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, as well, because I think that's what the great ones do, man. I mean, I would love to hear from some of the, some of the uh, baseball players and, and, and things like that, that, that won many, many championships and, and what it took to like a, Jer a Derek Jeter. I would, I would love to talk to a Derek Jeter of, of what it took for, for him to be that best, the one of the best shortstops to ever play the game. You know, I, I would love to hear that, you know, because you got to be great, man. You got to you got to put that work in to do to take it to that level. I think you know? people underestimate the work. I think they just see you guys on TV live and think, oh, he just magically appeared there. They don't know. You get cut and all type of stuff. Coaches be playing with your emotions, man. You be ready to quit and boom, you break through, man, and you make it to the level where Mike is and I'm doing my ooh and all of these guys, man. So. That's that's yeah, that's man. massive, bro, bro. That's massive, man. Yeah. So I'm man, excited. So man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm excited about all ball Chicago, the direction we're going, and I think you know, with the help of our listeners and and people that's from Chicago and all over that listen to us, I think 
what can happen, man, we can take this to a whole nother level, like not just reaching Chicago, even though it's all ball Chicago, but I'm talking about Nigeria, man. I want to go over to Nigeria because I did travel over to Nigeria and we do have people that listen in from Nigeria, man, that, that wants to know the, the game of basketball and what better way to share Chicago with them, you know? So. Man, this is definitely all ball Chicago, but we have people from all walks of life. So, hey, we rocking, man. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, all ball Chicago on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure y'all swing over there to Believe Podcast, man, and download the show, man. We need y'all to go over there. If you friends of mine, friends of Marcus, go over there and download the show, man. The more downloads we get, the more need for our show that they will have for us. So, you know how it goes. The more attention we get, the more people want to bring us on, and then we can continue to share this knowledge, man, that we're getting every time. So shout out to all Ball Chicago. Shout out to my man, Marcus Liberty. What you finna be on, big fella? Man, it's time for me to unlace the shoes, man. Yeah, I'm man, it's been here. real. We up out of here, man. Peace. All Peace. ball. I holla. Yes, indeed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.